Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to The Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Wednesday on which Liverpool travel to Sheffield to take on Sheffield United at Bramall Lane in the Premier League. Just a reminder, that is a 7.30 kickoff, not an 8pm kickoff, so to make sure you're in front of the TV or at the ground a little bit earlier than normal. Um, Liverpool are second in the league. And we're five points behind Arsenal, but we have a game in hand. And if we win our next two games, which are Sheffield United away and Crystal Palace away on Saturday morning, we will be top of the league, regardless of results elsewhere. City can obviously win tonight, but they're a point behind us. And they're playing Aston Villa away. We have the easier fixtures tonight and at the weekend in comparison to them and Arsenal. Arsenal go to Villa Park Saturday evening. They'll be all going well, a point behind us. And they haven't won either of their visits to top 10 teams this season. They've won five away games against bottom half teams. They're yet to win away against a top half team draw at Chelsea defeat at Newcastle. I almost forgot there. Defeat at Newcastle. Villa, on the other hand, have won all, won all six of their home games thus far. So it's not inconceivable that Arsenal could go there and lose. Uh, I think a draw is possibly a likely result, but a draw won't be good enough for them to go back above us. So we can and should end this weekend top of the Premier League table. Um, We just need Villa to do us a a slight favour. Arsenal got very, very lucky last night in their game away to Luton, showed some serious flaws defensively. They can't defend the high ball at all. At all. They are hopeless at defending set pieces. David Rea is is not the type of goalkeeper you're going to win anything of importance with. William Saliba's weakness in the air will get exposed. Ben White's weakness in the air will get exposed. Rice is not good at defending set pieces. I mean, if you saw him on their on Luton's second goal and on their first, to be fair, when he jumped into Gabriel and meant that Gabriel missed his, his clearing header for Luton's first goal. Um, 
they've got flaws. They've got flaws. Now, what they do have is they have a fairly strong mentality to come back and win games against these poor teams, have a belief in themselves that they will get chances. But we'll see how that translates when they play good teams, when they're behind against good teams. Um, They obviously did get a late winner against City through a massively deflected shot by Martinelli. But we'll see what happens when it's good teams and it's games that matter. But for now, credit to Arsenal. They're top. Smaller lead than they had this time last season. Less points than they had this time last season. But they're top of the league for right now. Uh, We go about the business of changing that starting tonight. Uh, We have played five common fixtures. The common fixtures, the same opponent at the same ground. So we've played five common fixtures with Arsenal so far this season. Forest at home, Newcastle away, Chelsea away, Fulham home, and Luton away. It'll be six this weekend with Crystal Palace away. From the five games, again, Forest home, Newcastle away, Chelsea away, Fulham home, Luton home. Liverpool have taken 11 points, scored 11 goals, and conceded six goals. And yet, apparently Arsenal, who are much better than us, according to some, including some in our own fan base, which is just hilarious, they've taken eight points from those five games. They scored 10 and they've conceded nine. So we have more points, more goals, and we've conceded less goals in our common fixtures. So they went to... Crystal Palace early in the season. I believe it was their second game of the year. Forest at home was their first game. And they beat Palace 1-0. Very, very fortunate result. A game in which they really did struggle and relied on a questionable penalty that Martin Odegaard scored to beat Palace. Now, Part of why they struggled as well was Tommy Asu was sent off with half an hour to play. But even before that, like they didn't look like breaking Palace down until they got a bit of a, a bit of a fortunate penalty. So are we really all that worried about them? Like they're good, but they're not great. I wouldn't say we're great. But we're in year one of this rebuild. They're pretty much the finished article. They're 640 million or something into this rebuild. And yet, when you listen to Arsenal fans, they still talk about needing a defensive midfielder. The manager wants Zuba Mendy, apparently. So that's another 60 million. They talk about needing another striker. This is despite 50 million or so on Gabriel Jesus, 60 plus million on Kai Havertz. Now, it's questionable what position. He was bought to play because, well, actually, he was clearly bought to play the left side of midfield, replacing Granit Xhaka. Um, that hasn't worked at all. So now they're saying, well, he could play up front. He could be a utility player. And $65 million on a utility player is, is quite the sum. Um, but they probably do need another another forward player. Don't know if it's a nine. I would say no more of a, a backup winger. You know, if they could find another Trossard type that experienced player who's reliable can come in and give you a boost when you need him. Um, someone like Mikel Yarzabal would be ideal. He's a lot better than Trossard, but 
he can play all across the front line. If they could get him and Zubamendi, they'd be pretty set midfield and attack. But you'd still ask questions about the defence. You'd have to. And then there's the goalkeeper issue. Can you win a league title with, with David Rea and Aaron Ramsdale? I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I was thinking about this last night. In the history of the Premier League, who's won a league title with a goalkeeper of David Rea's level or worse? So you look back to the early days of the Premier League and you think Peter Schmeichel considerably better than David Rea. Peter Schmeichel's one of the all-time greats. United obviously won the first two Premier League titles. Blackburn win the third. Without question, Tim Flowers considerably better. Schmeichel, Schmeichel. David Seaman, Schmeichel. Then there's that weird 99-2000 season where United have a bit of a strange situation in goal because Schmeichel's gone and they've kind of got a hodgepodge situation of goalkeepers going on. Um, They brought in Mark Bosnich. He was okay. The other goalkeeper they had was Raymond van der Hout. Now, he wasn't great. He only played 11 games in the league. But that's probably one that you could point at. Though I would say Bosnich was a better goalkeeper than David Rea is. But it's pretty close. Like, it's pretty close. Um, The following season, then, United win it again. Fabian Barthez, significantly better. Arsenal win it with David Seaman. United win it again in uh, 2 3 with Barthez. Jens Lehmann. Petr Cech, Petr Cech, Edwin van der Sar, Edwin van der Sar, Petr Cech, van der Sar, Joe Hart, David De Gea, Joe Hart, Thibaut Courtois, Casper Schmeichel, he'd be the other one that you'd put in that mix. Uh, Courtois again, Ederson, Ederson, Allison, Ederson, Ederson, Ederson. There's only there's only two seasons you can point out where there's a, a team with a goalkeeper in or around the level of David Rea who've won the title. 99-2000 United, who were a much better team than this Arsenal team. And then that Leicester team in 15-16. And remember, that Leicester team, like that league that they won was kind of spooky. It wasn't very good. That's the weakest the Premier League has ever been for a single season. Now, it's not much better at the moment, but there was no great team. There was no standout team at that point. At least now you can look at City and say, well, they've won three leagues in a row and they're the reigning European Cup winners. We're still on the on the rise. We're not where we will be. Arsenal are good. But after that, you look at the league and there's, there's some good teams and there's a lot of bad teams. It's better than that season, but not by a whole lot. 15-16 Leicester. Kasper Schmeichel's probably the worst starting goalkeeper to win a Premier League medal. I would say David Ray is more talented than him, but Schmeichel had a 
great focus. Like Schmeichel had a great ability to focus in. He didn't make a lot of mistakes, whereas Raya does. Schmeichel didn't let in soft goals that year either. David Raya, I think, would be the worst or second worst goalkeeper to win a Premier League medal as a starter. And I just don't think it's likely. I just don't see it as likely. Like City did the same thing last season where they started slowly and then just took off and went and won 15 out of 17 or something like that with with a draw and and one defeat. And you're just like, when they do that, there's just no way to live with them. And I feel like that's what will happen again this year. So I'm not overly concerned at all about Arsenal. City are the team to keep an eye on. And as long as we stay ahead of them, which we can if we win tonight, and then if we win again at the weekend, as long as we stay ahead of them, we're in good shape. They've got a really tough game tonight. They go to Villa Park. Again, Villa have won all six of their home games. City have not been great away from home. They lost away to Wolves. They lost away to Arsenal. They drew away to Chelsea. They go Villa tonight, and then they go Luton at the weekend. Now, you'd expect them to beat Luton, but, I mean, again, a draw tonight wouldn't be a shocker. And if they take four points from the next two games, an Arsenal draw at the weekend, then we're in a really strong position as we head into the United game. We're getting Alisson back then. Jota's on the mend. Robbo's on the mend. Besetic is working his way back. It's only really going to be Thiago and Matip. And let's be honest, before the season, none of us were were banking on those two because we all knew Thiago was unlikely to play a whole lot. And with Joel, you just always factor in that Joel's going to miss a big chunk of a season. It's great when he doesn't, but he generally does. Like Think back to 18-19 and 19-20 in 2021, and Joel is missing a ton of games. Between 1920 and 2021, Joel missed basically a full season of Premier League action. Sorry, he missed three quarters of two seasons. He played 19 games out of a possible 76 in those two seasons. The season before that, 1819, he missed 16 league matches. So we've never really been able to rely on him. Last season, he played 14 games. Now, some of that was Ibu was playing really well, but some of it was Joel was injured. The only seasons we've actually gotten the majority of the year from from Joel, his first season, he played 29 league games and 21-22, he played 31 league games. Other than that, 25, 22, 14, 10, 9, and 10 thus far this season. But that's just been the way with him, unfortunately. And it's such a shame because obviously he's been really good. This season, He's I think he's been very, very impressive. Um, he wasn't good last year, but he was great up until sort of February, March time of 21-22. He was playing really well at the start of 2021. The games he played in the title-winning season, he was quite good. And obviously he played a big role in us winning the Champions League the year before that. And in his first two seasons, despite the fact he was been partnered with a gobshite, he was he was quite good. Do you know? When Virgil came in, obviously things improved, but he got injured. 
which wasn't ideal. Um, so we don't really rely on on Joel. We don't really rely on Thiago. I think it will hopefully expedite the process of going in January and getting, I think, two players in is what's needed. We obviously know we need a defensive midfielder. We need a centre-back now as well. We we actually also need a left-sided defender, but that's probably going to have to wait. But, you know, as we start getting our players back, if we can go in January and address some of the, the issues, we're setting ourselves up for a really, really strong second half of the season. We've just got to get through these couple of games. The, the next two are... You know, they're not easy. They're tricky because they're away. But then we get home games against United and against Arsenal. And if we can beat both of them, especially Arsenal, because obviously they're in and around that mix at the top of the table. If we beat them, having gone into the the game ahead of them, I mean, we come out with, with, with a gap. We'll all be thrilled by that. United are not a good team. We should put them to the sword. But you never know. We just have to go and, and play the game and, and do what we do. Um, on This Is Anfield, there is some preview stuff for tonight. Ten key things to know. Uh, four changes with key decisions in midfield uh, on a predicted lineup. There's uh, injury updates. Good news on Ali. Good news on Jota. Bad news, obviously, on Joel. The UK government has rejected the Hillsborough law with new charter brought in instead. Now, what I would say to those involved in the campaign for the Hillsborough law is don't give up. Wait until the next government comes in because the Tories are getting destroyed in the next general election. They're going to have a historic defeat. And with a Labour government, while not the ideal Labour government, obviously with with Starmer, but, you know, push it again then and hopefully you get uh, human decency taking over. Um, Pep Guardiola had some choice words for Jamie Carragher. So Jamie Carragher pointed out that Pep Guardiola is a cheat, which was nice. Um, Fulham boss says clear foul should have ruled out Trent Alexander-Arnold winner. He's talking about Costas challenging Bobby D. Cordova Reed at the back post. Costas doesn't foul him at all. If you want to look at a foul, though, you could go and look at Fulham's third goal when De Cordova Reed climbs all over Costas. But, you know, that's probably inconvenient for Marco Silva. Um, piece about Joe Gomez explaining how he plays the, the right-back hybrid role. One drought, Liverpool will surely change versus Sheffield United. Uh no Liverpool substitute has ever scored against Sheffield United. That's quite funny considering how much of a row there was between the two clubs over the five sub rule. Um, Liverpool.com have some pieces up about tonight's game as well. Uh, Liverpool team versus Sheffield United predicted as Curtis Jones in amid Darwin Nunes' decision. Curtis Jones has to start tonight. He has to start tonight. He is vital to giving us control in midfield. Um, Pacey Starr, who handled Mohamed Salah, tipped for Liverpool as Ford transfer greenlit. Let's have a look at that. Jörg Schmatke could land. 
could strike again for Liverpool to land 44 million bargain as quick as Alfonso Davies. We can have a gander at that. Uh, Liverpool's deadly partnership has just got better as Mohamed Salah has new Sadio Mane. We'll have a look at that as he's by Carragher. Man United told to sack Eric Ten Hag and boldly replace him with former Liverpool favourite. I'm going to guess that Xabi Alonso. There's zero chance Alonso would take that job. Everton is surprisingly beating Liverpool in one area, but Jurgen Klopp can change it today. Okay. Well, let's have a look at some of these then. So, the pacey star who handled handled Mohamed Salah is Anthony Robinson. Um, Robinson's a good player, but if you watch him regularly, he is error-prone, and he will cost you goals over the course of the season. Um, he's 26, 27, soon enough. I don't think it would make any sense to, to bring him in as the long-term replacement for Robbo. Uh, transfer greenlit for Liverpool target outs Daniel Mallon um, you'd hope not you'd hope not um, Jörg Schmacke to strike could strike again who on earth are they talking about oh Jeremy Frimpong Jeremy Frimpong um, he, he's really really talented really really talented the problem is he's a little bit small and I'd worry about him as a fullback. He's a he's a wing back. I I would worry about him as a fullback if he was been asked to do any sort of fullback defending. Um, because teams would just torch him with the high ball or put a big, big lump, a big orc out against him. Um, Liverpool's best deadliest partnership has just got better as Mohamed Salah has new Sadio. It's obviously about Mo and Darwin and, and how good they've been. So that's a piece from Andrew Beasley, so give that one a read. Um, Everton is surprisingly beating Liverpool. What area could they possibly be beating us in other than points deducted, cheating, uh, money owed on, on all sorts of stuff, defeats? Oh, Everton are higher up in the away table than us. So that's fair. We're currently ninth in the Premier League away table, um, which, you know, is not ideal. We're top of the home table. Seven wins from seven. Uh, Newcastle are second. Seven wins from eight. The only team to go there and take anything was us. Arsenal are top of the away table, but Arsenal have played the easiest away schedule of anybody this season. Uh, we're ninth, and we've played the hardest away schedule of anyone this season. Uh, we've only lost once away from home, and remember, we did get robbed in that game. Um, but two wins and four draws is is not not going to cut the mustard. So you've got to you've got to go and win the next two games. Simple as that. Go and win the next two games, and um, we'll be pretty in pretty good shape. Um, yeah. Yeah, on to AnfieldIndex.com. An in-depth look at Sheffield United's preparation for Liverpool. Defensive options for Liverpool amid injury issues. 
Can Gerald Quanta succeed where others have not? Reds relief after Ben Doak's injury scare. He got injured last night in the 21s game. It, it looked like it might be a hamstring injury, but apparently it's nothing too serious. And then there's a piece about Joel Matip and could it signal the end of his Liverpool career? And if it is a serious injury, then it's very possible that it will. Podcast-wise, there is the new Scouser Tommies. There is the new Under Pressure. There's a new Scouted. And there is part two of the Songs of Anfield podcast. So check all of those out and I'll see you all tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.